0: Hey everyone, we are back with a match preview, and this time we have a popcorn fourth round match preview. Riannik Sinner from Italy takes on Stefanos Sitsipas. What a crazy week it's been at this year's Australian Open. We've had some incredible matches, and Rafa Nadal, the defending champion, is out, and so is last year's finalist, Daniil Medvedev. Both of them were in the top half of the, half of the draw, which means that section of the draw is really open, and a lot of players fancy their chances now to really get to the final and have a crack at potentially winning their first slam, and you just never know. Uh, There's some really tough contenders out there, and the other half we know, Novak Djokovic is still alive, He remains the heavy favorite as long as he's he's there in the draw. But we all know his hamstring has been acting up, and his movement is a little bit compromised. Apparently, um, from his matches so far, and who knows that side might open up as well. So, great opportunities for a lot of players to make a mark here. So, Sitsipas and Sinner. It's, it's a great match, and it has the potential to be a great match with quality ball striking. So let's first take a look at how these two gentlemen have um, stacked up um, in their past head-to-head matches. So Sitsipas is 4-1 against Sinner. He's won their last three matches, and he hasn't lost a set in his last three matches. And their only match... Um, In the Grand Slam, which is obviously their most notable match for a number of reasons, was last year, 2022 Australian Open quarterfinal, and Sitsipas pulverized Sinner. It won't be an understatement to say he absolutely pulverized him in that match. Sinner had no chance in that match, and that's been their only hardcourt match. So Sitsipas dominated Sinner in that match. The rest of their matches have been on clay. And I'll definitely talk more about this match they had last year. Um, Let's talk a bit about how really their form coming into this tournament is. And then we can really talk about how their games stack up against each other. And we can refer to that match as well along the way. Form-wise, Setsipas really comes in with really good form. He put up some great performances at the United Cup. And he's bringing some serious momentum with him. Um, He he finished the year playing good tennis, and he's back. And his journey so far, I think he's looked pretty good. He has looked pretty good. He won his last match in straight sets. And looking at the tournament, uh, things that really stand out for Stefanos are he's won 81% of his uh, points on the first serves, which is a pretty impressive number. Sinner does not even feature in the top 20 here in this department. So Sitsipas clearly has the numbers going for him behind his serve. And unsurprisingly, Sitsipas has a good second serve. And he's won 60% of his um, second serve points as well. And again, Sinner does not feature in the top 20 here. Um goes without saying sirsipas has been posting some great numbers behind serve it is true he hasn't come up against really tough players with great returns so far but i think form wise he comes in with um in a really good place and he's done really well at the australian open as well he reached the semifinals last year semifinals in 2021 and he has lost to medvedev in both of those occasions and Good news for him is he no longer has to face Medvedev um, if he advances further down to the semifinals and later on. So he, his last four appearances, he's made semifinals on three occasions, and that's pretty good. Um, he's been knocking on the door, and really, he re- I'm, I'm pretty sure with the belief he has in his game, he now sees this as a real opportunity. Sinner, on the other hand, his Australian Open journey, he, he, he's obviously much younger and his best showing was last year quarterfinal and that did not turn out to be great because Sitsipas really blew him off the court that day. And his, his f- other two appearances have been a first round in 2021 and a second round in 2020. So Sinner really is looking to capitalize on the great run he had last year. Ranked number 16, a lot of players say that does not do justice to his ranking. And I would agree with that. He's a great ball striker, really dangerous. And we all know he almost took Novak Djokovic out in last year's Wimbledon. And not many players can bring out that brand of tennis that he did against Djokovic and overpower him in a match like that. So Sinner is really dangerous and there's no denying everyone really acknowledges how great a ball striker he is, and he's, he's gotten stronger physically. He took Alcaraz out a number of times last year, and um, he, he really is making huge strides. Looking at how their matchup really is, Sitsipas, for first of all, quickly, let's talk about Sitsipas. His forehand, one of my favorite forehands, and I think his forehand is the one that Is kind of replacing Federer's. I'm not saying he's as good as Federer's forehand, but it really has all the makings um, that Federer's forehand had, right? He can really step in, take the ball on the rise. He can change direction really well. He can generate a lot of spin when he needs it. He has a great forehand on the run. I would say his movement to his forehand side is one of the most explosive out there, probably the most explosive in the current crop of players. And he can really explode into the ball and hit great shots on the run and absorb redirect pace and create of his own. And you give him short balls, he can go inside out, he can go inside in, he can punish slices and have great approach shots to really come to the net, and he's pretty good at the net as well. And Tsitsipas, I think his forehand is one of the most lethal shots in men's tennis, without a doubt. Backhand, different prospect. High net clearance. The guy has gives himself a lot of margin when he strikes the ball, and he he can take high balls fairly well. Which obviously his matches against Rafa, and he's done a pretty good job of of handling high balls on the backhand side. His weaknesses really are you stretch him wide on the backhand side. He obviously has to take one hand off, come off with a slice, and his slice is pretty bad. It's definitely has evolved and improved improved over the years, but it's it, it surprises me sometimes having being a one um, having a one hundred backhand and being so skillful at the net, but somehow not having the feel for. That one-handed slice, um, it surprises me a bit, but he does have a decent drop short, which surprises me even more. But is yeah, his backhand slice is a liability and people explored that um, very clearly in Patrons, but what really um, makes him really difficult is, obviously, he has a pretty good surf, right? He has a pretty good serve. He has a great forehand. And when he's able to set balls up for his forehand, I think his one-two is one of the best out there. And the guy, because the great mover he is, he's able to give himself a lot of chances on the returns as well. I would say apart from the backhand, his return of serve can be a liability, especially on the backhand side. He's learning the art of really shortening his swings on the backhand side. And you, you, you might have seen some videos of Sitsipas where he absolutely shanks the ball on his back returns and he's a flying in the air, some slow bush and shorts, but that's because he's, he struggles sometimes to really time the ball on his back and side and hit those blunt, bunt back and blocks back, which Federer was by the way, amazing at doing. So he's, I think evolving in those and he's working with really smart coaches around the world as well. So he he'll probably get there, but it remains a liability at, at at this point, potentially for good um, players to exploit. Sinner, Wolf, one of the cleanest ball strikers out there. When in the zone, his backhand, I think, is one of the best. There was actually a study done by and posted on the ATP website as well some time ago between 2018 and 20. They really looked at the spin as well as the pace on average players generate on their backhand. And Sinner, these two categories combined, was was at the top. His backhand was the heaviest. He could generate the most spin, more than Rafa, as an example. Um, Rafa obviously doesn't have the spinniest of backhands on average, but he can generate a lot of spin. But yeah, Sinner really has... Um, is a really heavy backhand and in terms of pace, he was clocking it around 70 mile per hour on average and not many players could do that. I think Rafa was around that mark, Noah's were obviously below, Roger was below and he won the next gen final in that period as well. And that's the period when player really saw the firepower he could bring. He was striking that backhand around that 75 mile per hour. So, I mean, his, his backhand is amazing, technically a really sound shard, the, the way he sets up and the way he and his string pattern is really compact. I think his backhand is great. His forehand, yeah, that's the shard, but tends to break down more. His swing, his elbow tends to hit when he's preparing. His elbow is obviously a bit higher, but he's tried to shorten that. And that's what players like Dominic Thiem have done really well over the years. But I think he's really much work in progress in terms of evolving his forehand. But it's a really dangerous shot because he has a lot of firepower. So you don't want to give him the time he needs on this short. And he's really dangerous then. He's a good server, but not quite the huge blast-out server you would expect for somewhere of his um, physique and, and um, stature. What did Sitsipas really do keeping all these things in mind about the strengths and weaknesses in that match? If you look at the Australian Open 2022 match, Sitsipas really, he came out and he was determined to just control the match with his forehand without a doubt. The guy just uses forehand to absolutely control the match. He was moving Sinner from side to side, taking his balls early. And he was was just seeing the ball really big that day. There were moments when Sinner would just pull him off the court on the forehand side. And Sitsipas would just explode his way to the forehand corner. And just come up with a ridiculous cross-court forehand. And he would pass him really well. So I think really Sinner really struggled... He felt rushed, and he couldn't really do much against Tsitsipas' forehand that day. Lesson number one for Sinner, if he is to make the patrons more in his favor, pepper Tsitsipas' backhand and wait for your opportunity. Don't let Sitsipas control the match by hitting forehands from his backhand corner, and we know players with great forehands are the most dangerous when, they, when they're given time in their backhand corners. Rafa, Roger, even Novak does really well from that corner. Sersipar really if he's camping in his backhand corner using his forehand, he, he's just he's really dangerous. And it's let if you look at Sinners' last match against um, Martin. Um, Fusovic, uh, apologies if I got the pronunciation wrong here. He, he won 71% of his first serves, by the way, just got 59% first serves in. Has is, this is not going to cut it against Sitsipas, and he won just 45% of second serves. You compare that to Sitsipas in his last match. Um, he's obviously was in a much more comfortable position and he's, he, he won 66, um, 81% of first serves, 67% of second serves. Obviously, his opponent might not have been as tricky, but um, the guy is pretty comfortable um, behind his serve so far. Ward and Sinner is going to come up more against this. He obviously doesn't have the biggest of second serve, and Sissapar is really going to run around his backhand with forehands. And that was a recurring theme in that match. Setsebas kept running around his backhand to hit good returns of the forehand, so Sinner really needs to see the placement of his second serve today and prevent Stefanos from doing that. I think if he is able to just stop, prevent him from controlling the match with his forehand as much as he did last year, he, he could really sink his teeth into the match and really make this a good contest. Going back to the last year's match, Very interestingly, the longer the rally went, the more it favored Sitsipas. Sitsipas dominated in all facets in terms of rally length. He won 53% of points under three shots. And he won, let me pull this out for you. He won 54% of shots between four to six. Seven to nine shots, he won 60%. And unsurprisingly, the shots that went beyond 10 shots, He won 67% of them. So really, there was no safe place for Sinner there. But the shorter the points, the more his chances were. And I think that's what he should be trying to do. Tsitsipas is the better mover. And really, keeping the points short tends to favor Sinner more. And I think he'll be trying to do that more today as well. So, yeah, I think this could be a heck of a match if Sinner brings out um, tactically the right, um, plays tactically the right match here, stays strong mentally, doesn't have those phases where he becomes inconsistent. And if he can really prevent his surpass from dictating from that forehand side, I think he could really give us a great match here. I think Setsipa is a big favorite here, Um, I have no doubt, he's he's in great form and he's been knocking on the door um, as far as winning a Grand Slam is concerned, he thinks, I I would like to think he believes he has a great chance here and he's not going to slip that away. I have Setsipa winning this match in 4 entertaining sets and really make his way to the quarterfinals. Do let let us know what you think in the comment section, Um, what are your predictions, and what are the key patterns at play here that both players need to be on the lookout for. Let's hope we get a cracker of a night session and enjoy the tennis. Goodbye, it is then, until the next time.